Good evening, everyone. I am your host, Andrew Barber. My co-host, Drew Shipley, is at Wrigley Field enjoying some of the post-game festivities. Uh, just got a picture, sent a picture of uh, Phil Parker on over to me here, so he's enjoying that. Um, we're sponsored by Revelton Distillery and Kyle Lehman and Wintrust Mortgage. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show, Three Beards Media, for putting everything on. Um, Iowa walks away with a uninspiring, maybe, 10-7 to 7 win over Northwestern at Wrigley Field. Um, not a lot to speak of in the way of offense, which we assumed would be the case here today. The over-under was 29.5 points, grand total of 17 points. I said 16-6 to 6 for my prediction before the game. Came up a little bit short of that prediction, but Northwestern put up a good fight. They're a decent team. Iowa was able to overcome in the end. Um, if there was anything to highlight, it was that goal line stand that Iowa made where they stopped Northwestern four times in a row in a goal to go situation where they were basically on them on the half inch line. Um, it was up there with some of the best goal line stands that I can remember in Iowa history. We always think of the goal line stand at Syracuse back in, uh, 2003, I believe that was uh, the goal line stand at Syracuse. Might have been 04. Um, but I think about that moment in Iowa football history. I think this was right up there and just as important. Otherwise, Iowa loses this ball game, maybe if they give up that touchdown in that situation. Uh, the final drive of the game for the Iowa offense. Deacon Hill makes a play to Caleb Brown, his first catch of the season. It's a 23-yard catch. It's probably one of the most pivotal catches of the season, and that sets up a 52-yard field goal from Drew Stevens, who made one from 52 to end, essentially ice the game and missed one earlier from 53. Wind might have played a little bit of factor, but he has the leg to hit it from 55, 56, uh, he certainly has an NFL leg, so we definitely trust Drew Stevens with the game on the line. So um, some quick stats for you. Nothing too too impressive. I guess Deacon Hill was 10 for 15, which is 66%, but 65 yards. Had the touchdown to Ostranga, which I thought was a good call at the time by Brian Ferentz, one of his few good calls on offense of the day. Um, but... Deacon Hill touchdown pass. LaShawn Williams had 79 rushing yards. Iowa had just a shade over 100 rushing yards. Uh, not a lot to speak of in the passing game. The The other turning point of the game was that blocked punt, which led to the touchdown. Otherwise, Iowa probably does not find the end zone at all in this game. Um, so, brutal week for the offense yet again. Defense, special teams, obviously more than did their part. Defense gave up a touchdown for the first time in, I believe, 12 quarters. Uh, so that was an impressive streak. Nearly three full games without allowing a touchdown of any kind. Um, that was an impressive streak for the Iowa defense that sadly comes to an end here in this one. Uh, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. A couple other things happened around the Big Ten today that were favorable for Iowa, other than Iowa winning. Nebraska lost, Wisconsin lost, Minnesota lost. 
all three of those teams now have three Big Ten losses. Iowa has two with the loss to Penn State and Minnesota. They've got a leg up on the rest of their competition. The only one of those three that Iowa plays to close out the season is Nebraska. They got a game against Rutgers next week. That will get to you. Rutgers hung in there against Ohio State and looked like they were salty for a little bit. Eventually, Ohio State blew it open, took care of business. But Rutgers looks a little bit better than maybe what we expected. So Hawks are going to have their hands full and are probably going to have to put points on the board to win the game in Kinnick next week. Definitely will be an advantage being in Kinnick. 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Drew and I will be back around on Wednesday night this week to preview that one. Um, so, all in all, I can't complain too much about a win. Uh, Deacon Hill continues to have turnover issues. He threw one interception that was just a 50-50 ball to Nico Reganey. I don't understand why we're throwing 50-50 balls to Nico Reganey. We should be throwing them to someone else. Um, that's not really Nico's strong suit. And also had a fumble that he fell back on. So Kirk Ferentz mentioned this week that ball security is a top priority. Um, ball security is a very huge thing and an important thing. And that there's a clear one, two, three quarterback scenario for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, I'm a little bit confused because Deacon seems to be a bit of a turnover machine. Um, it didn't cost Iowa today like it did against Minnesota, but it's going to cost Iowa on down the line if we keep trotting Deacon Hill out there. Uh, the other interesting note was saw some Iowa media members saying that uh, Marco Linez was running with the number two offense and Joe Labus was running with the third offense in pregame warm-ups. That's a little bit of a change because Labus had been the number two guy behind Deacon Hill, the number three before Cade went down. I don't want to speculate or say anything about that. I, I, I don't know what's going on with that situation there, but uh, if pregame warmup is any indicator, Mark, Mark Elenas has beat out Joey Labus. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with Iowa's quarterback room at this point in time. So um anyways, Iowa moves to seven and two. We'll celebrate a win. We got a win in Wrigley, our first game in Wrigley. I love Wrigley Field. It's a perfect place for a baseball game. We were having some issues with the football field today. The sod around the goal line there in the fourth quarter. That was interesting. They had to stop the game several times to fill it in with dirt. I don't think football games are really meant to be played in baseball stadiums as cool as they are. So I, I think the history of it, um, kind of the nostalgia, kind of the uniqueness of it is what made it great. But ultimately, I would be okay if Iowa did not play another game in Wrigley Field um, for football at any point in time. Um Love Wrigley for baseball. Don't love it for football. But um, with that being said, I'll probably see you all again Wednesday night. Just wanted to come on here, get my quick thoughts. Not a lot to speak about. But again, Iowa gets the 10-7 win. We'll celebrate it. We're another step closer to Indy. 
that's the main thing. And we're in control of our own destiny. Got to win the last three games, in my mind, even with the other teams that have lost. I feel like Iowa has to win the last three to really be on good footing. And if they do that, they will be in Indy, obviously, if they win the last three. So can't ask for more than that. Big Ten West Championship is still out there for Iowa. And that's really all that you can say. So with that, I am going to sign off for the night. Have a good night. Thank you, thank you as always, for listening. Appreciate each and every one of you that listens to the show. Again, appreciate Revelton Distillery and Kyle Layman at Wintrust Mortgage. Good night. Go Hawks.